So, Sean, so my idea uh, for our conversation is to um, be a little bit freeform, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh, and we'll obviously talk about the uh, project we're going to do together. Mm-hmm. But I would also kind of like try to connect that to your um, to your past, let's say, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah. So. Um, you said that you, you know, in addition, you know, you're a drummer. So in addition to also playing drums, you said you played some piano at some point, yeah. and um, you also played some guitar. Ever? Yeah, a tiny bit. <laughs> yeah, tiny bit. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'll just start from the beginning. I I was required to take one year of piano so that I could play percussion in the school band. So I, I took piano lessons for a year when I was maybe 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And then throughout my school years, I continued to play mallet percussion, so xylophone, vibraphone, stuff like that. And then when I got to Berkeley, I had to do more piano lessons mm-hmm. to play drums. Something with playing drums, they always make you play piano, it seems. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, and I had to take, I think, one semester of vibraphone also. Um, and then, of course, all the music theory classes and ear training. And so I have kind of the fundamental uh, base. Um, and then guitar, I, um, I only know a few chords. <laughs> I actually learned guitar to get, again, a drum gig. <laughs> so there was the, this gig that I was auditioning for when I was living in New York. And I, I just wanted to play drums, but in order to do that, you had to also play a few songs on guitar. Mm-hmm. And I had never played any guitar before. So I just learned all of the kind of open string chords and, um, you know, did as much as I could. I practiced really hard for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I learned, you know, these 12 or 15 chords or whatever. And, um, and then I did the audition and I didn't get the gig. I mean, <laughs> of course, because I was horrible at guitar. Mm. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my story with guitar. Okay. So that's, that's all I know. So what do you think uh, makes people f- think you need to learn um, tuned instruments, let's say, <laughs> uh, or pitched instruments um, in order to be a fully-fledged musician because that's what it sounds like from what, what you're telling me. Well, I think that's what it is. I think that's the idea is you should be like a well-rounded musician. Mm-hmm. That, um, and I think that helped me as a drummer, of course, so that I, I can talk with the other musicians and know what they're saying when they are talking about the F minor seven chord on this measure. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but I guess like pitch as a concept has never been uh, foreign to you or uh, elusive to you being uh, interested in rhythm primarily or, yeah. or is there a way to actually listen or experience music without ever concerning yourself with pitch? That's a very good question. I don't know the answer. I don't know. Um, I mean, there is an element of pitch with the drums. It's obviously not the same as another instrument, but you do have the highs and lows, and you still have to be listening carefully to the other musicians. Um, 
and you can play melodically on the toms, for example. Mm -hmm. I usually don't play with a lot of toms, but <laughs> sometimes I set them up for fun and mm -hmm. do that. But um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I do kind of feel that there's a a piece of the picture that I'm not seeing, mm -hmm. which is kind of my where my interest comes from, you know, in learning another mm -hmm. instrument. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I've I've learned as much as I can about these other elements, the melody and harmony, without actually playing myself. Interesting, interesting. And when it comes to listening, yeah, how how, how is that for you? Like when you listen to music, what, which is there any particular uh, element of the music you focus on most? Would you say that mm. or? Uh, I, I don't think so. I think I just I listen to the whole thing normally. Um, obviously, I'm much more aware of the rhythmic stuff. I mean, I can I can listen to a melody and and know, hey, that's a really nice melody. I like that, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I don't know why. Okay. And um, I think maybe it's actually more obvious when there's a problem. Like if you're composing something, in a way, com composition is like problem solving. Mm -hmm or it can be, and when I'm composing a rhythmic idea, I can, uh, if I run into a, a problem or an obstacle that's something's not working, I can find a solution very quickly because I have this vocabulary of rhythms and, and you know, sometimes you just have to try things and experiment and trial and error, but um, I'm, it's much faster for me to resolve a rhythmic problem because I hear the problem and I go oh I don't like that and it's probably because of this yeah. but when I hear mm -hmm. a melody I don't like I don't know what to do I don't know why I don't like it yeah this is this is this is so fascinating because I've yeah. run into this many times obviously where like when working as a producer with a band mm -hmm. and they there's like they, the bass player plays a note and everybody goes oh that doesn't sound good yeah. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's just because he's a half step off or something. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so for me, I wouldn't even use the words that it doesn't sound good mm. because it's obviously a wrong note. Let's yeah. say like, yeah. so everybody plays in, in D minor and he plays a C sharp. Okay. Then, well, it's kind of obvious. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's, but I understand because like I, I come from that background. I actually mm. started out with, with like small mouth, like modules, just an okay. A and a D or stuff okay, like no. that. And so that's how I started learning about music as a three-year-old. Right. Yeah, cool. so, so I come totally from, from the world of pitches mm -hmm. and, you know, I still experience them as absolute as well. So, yeah. and, and, and so it's, it's, um, it's interesting when I hear people who, who use these, Terms for relaxation that something doesn't sound good. Right. Yeah. Uh, so basically, it doesn't it doesn't um, quantize to the grid that you're used to. Yeah. That's really what it what mm. it is. And yeah. then obviously you're right. Like knowing about the grid mm -hmm. helps you solve those problems yeah. or or, re or realize what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it doesn't have to be a problem either. Sometimes there's. Uh, two different ways you could write a melody and both are right and it's just a yeah. matter of taste yeah. um, but that taste is also something I don't I haven't really concretely um, developed as far as melody and harmony goes yeah that's so. uh, yeah, and that's that's a really a biggie you know mm -hmm. because this idea of like writing melodies and um, or, or chord progressions 
really um, there's so much influence, outside influence, as to what sounds good or what's right, mm. that it's very hard to find your own taste mm. or your own approach, or you could even say your own attitude towards, you know, using sound. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 that is that's really um, um, you know just just this act of of going in a way against the stream, let's say, yeah. right? So so yeah. not following um, the the rules that are kind of like almost uh, you know burnt into our right. DNA. It yeah. seems, but it, I don't think they are. But yeah. in like yeah, yeah. You know, into our social DNA, for sure, um, uh, requires a lot of. Um, a lot of energy, a lot of power, a lot of uh, confidence, self-confidence, mm -hmm. and um, and and you know that's that's really the the path to becoming an artist rather yeah. than um, a musician. Whereas right. a musician, to me, is an artist. Don't get me wrong, okay? Yeah. But but just in the way the terms are being used, um, becoming an artist just allows you to do things your way. Yeah. Yeah, and and you have the approval of doing things your way if you are an artist. Yes. Yeah. And 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 really, that's that's kind of, it. Sounds like that you want to go more into that direction. I think, like in terms of the craft, mm. you probably um, have some good tools already. Yeah. So it's more about like how do I allow myself to to use these tools? Yeah. And and in a way. You being a drummer, you being uh, comfortable and understanding of like permutations and stuff, yeah. and really like that that kind of that approach of rhythm can very easily be applied right. to melody to harmony, and that's where there's still new beauty to mm. be, to be discovered. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, so, it's a new <laughs> new frontier. Yeah, explore. yeah, and just, just, just you know, like some people say that everything has already been written, which obviously is bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and 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 then you know there are people who take different paths. Some people go into like uh, alternative tuning systems mm -hmm. um, to to find new sounds. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm very still very much interested in the equal temperament, like the twelve. Yeah, you know notes that we have that we use in Western harmony, and um, I think there's still a lot to be discovered there. Yeah, for right, sure. When it comes to melody and harmony, yeah. Yeah, I'm always surprised at how much new stuff people come up with. You know, using just the same twelve notes. You would think that at a certain point we would run out of ideas, but somehow that's not the case. No, it's not the case. And I think what what happens is that the the past. Um, is always being integrated into into the present somehow, mm. and and this process is kind of like what is the future, is that that basically um, we always build bridges into the future, <laughs> so to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? Which yeah. <laughs> um, basically is like yeah. Um, so let's say there's there's a certain harmonic language that like Olivier Messiaen. Uh, invented, but then you can write, you know, like pop music that uses that vocabulary, for mm. example, right? right? Yeah. Or, or you, you would have, you have like pop music that then uses like uh, jazz idioms, or you know, like like all these, these, these um, past experiences that we human 
you know, the human... Um, <laughs> the human experience or history. A, a history of, yeah, exactly. All that kind of always keeps integrating, like it's funneling into, into what is now. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's why I think that this process, will it will never end. And it's not even a question of how many combinations of nodes are there. Because right. there's always, there's more, there's more to it. Yes, there's, there's different <laughs> sounds and uh, instruments. And But also there's different, uh, a different way of experiencing these things. Mm -hmm. So for example, you could say that uh, um, like the Viennese school, like Schoenberg or something was like a certain uh, achievement and it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, but really the development of that idea is within the people who now can listen to that music mm. and can work on experiencing that music in new ways mm. right so even like if if a certain if a certain um, uh, style of music ha has been invented it can still be experienced in new ways see what i mean right, like like right, it's not yeah. it's not it's not the it's not mm. the material that needs to develop it's also the receiver of that material yes. who is developing Yes, it's and the, changing the culture within yeah. the, the the music is made. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so that's why, like, coming back to you, um, uh, I'm really um, interested in what will happen as I teach you this new instrument, like the touch guitar or the touch technique. Mm -hmm. um, what kind of um, ideas you'll come up with? Mm -hmm. And when I say ideas, I'm not necessarily um, not only thinking about rhythms mm -hmm. but like which notes will you be choosing yeah. and my my aim is not to really well i will be guiding you but i will not be telling you what to do so what we're gonna end up doing is we're gonna kind of collect the things that sean does mm. when he chooses a note mm. right yeah. so and we're gonna keep track of the rules that you automatically apply the rules mm. that are you at that point in time and yeah. then we're going to go from there by making you making you uh, aware of the rules that you apply mm. to composition to sound to melody to harmony like which things yeah. do you like now right and then as you become aware of that you can kind of like install these little detours mm -hmm. and you can discover like you can start you're kind of like permutating the ways that you do things already mm -hmm. so it's just like yeah. just like writing down a drum beat and then shifting it on the grid or yeah. stuff like that yeah, it's yeah. kind of like the right. same idea yeah. and i think well, that's going to be really fascinating with this um yeah. this new um field of mm expressing music which will be the fretboard of the touch guitar mm -hmm. man that's really cool and by the way i have to thank you in advance for taking that approach because i think that's the that, that's a great approach and it's it's great that you allow I'm, i'm sure it's not just with me but your students in general to play what they want and rather than um Yeah, rather than telling people what to play. And in fact, I think you were saying that in the early days with touch guitar or maybe even with the Chapman stick, people were teaching a lot what to play and not how to play. Yes. Yeah. I think it's, it's much more 
valuable to learn how to play, and then you can find your your way out to yeah, it's a, that's a no-brainer for me yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean you see the um and you said that about the drums that when when you were starting out and this is i, I would be interested in and in how you even discovered that that you needed mm. to work on playing individual notes let's mm. say first like yeah. like how, how did you have that insight at a young age that in order to uh, be able to do the things that you envision, that's what I'm assuming, yeah. Yeah. you would have to break things down. Mm. Um, because I don't think that's, that's necessarily very obvious to young people. Um, because like also with the, with the energy of youth, kind of like you, you, you kind of embrace things holistically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Usually. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think... I don't think it was an insight that I necessarily had, but I think I learned it from probably from doing drum core or drum line, you know, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. What that is. So yeah. I, I don't think I thought that way for the first few years that I played drums. It was, uh, so I started when I was 10 and it was maybe when I was 13 or 14 that I started to do this um, drum line stuff, which was very technically advanced. And a lot of our instruction, in fact, most of our instruction was about technique mm -hmm. because the technique has to not only um, sound good or allow you to sound good, but it also has to look the same for 10 people. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the, the instructors are very, very efficient with all of this. And um, meaning they've deconstructed the technique so um, deeply that they know exactly what the best thing to do is. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think that's where that comes from. It was like a very heavy technical kind of training and there was actually no artistic uh, training in that, in that mm -hmm. sense because everything was written already for us. Mm -hmm. um, although I did start writing some drum parts you know for the group mm -hmm. um but yeah i think that's probably where it comes from um and then it just developed further from so there you, you translated or took that approach over to the drum kit then yeah i mean i was always playing the drum kit um, mm -hmm. the whole time mm -hmm. and it just seemed automatic to me that these guys these drumline guys have like the best technique um, in the world or you know they have very good technique compared to a lot of say drummers in a rock band that yeah. have no idea what they're doing and they're I mean they sound great but mm -hmm. you know um, so I just I really trusted these people mm -hmm. and and I took that approach mm -hmm. so yeah and, and this aspect of it um, having to look good as well and, and yeah. the same across right, right. the <laughs> you know yeah. the line of players yeah. it's um th that's actually quite an amazing um thing because you are already taking into account community somehow mm. right yeah. which is also part of part of 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 a technique mm. really it's it's uh um because you're basically you're kind of, kind of like specifying um um how should i say this like uh, milestones or reference mm -hmm. points which which uh, kind of like are not necessarily just about yourself right 
Right? Yeah, for sure. And 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 I think that is a very very healthy thing to do as well. Yeah. Yeah. This is. Uh, I mean, that kind of a, a setting is uh, very much about the group and not about the individual. I mean, the creativity comes mostly through the composition, I would say, and that applies in an orchestra too, I think. Yeah. Um, of course, an individual player might have a solo um, feature and there is some individual expression there, but I think, uh, yeah, for the most part, it's about the group as a, as a whole. Yeah. And, and so, um, so as a non-drummer, Mm. Um, there, for me, there's like two groups of drummers that I experience, and mm. you know, like, and I want to under understand which group of drummers you feel yourself <laughs> being in. Like mm. one uh, kind of player is using the drum kit as one instrument, yeah. and then there are other players where it sounds more like each individual instrument is sort of like in, an independent sound yeah. almost like like in a DAW like you have the tracks and like you could just solo one track and mm. right but where other players play in ways where things kind of blur yeah and 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 like the vibration of like the you know one of the toms will kind of interact with the rattling of the snares yeah, yeah. and and how open the hi-hat is and right, stuff right. like that yeah, yeah. and and like and i've seen like that this there's been like this tendency since like maybe like the early 80s i think mm. to 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 have that kind of maybe come maybe actually comes from drum computers being around i, I think so yeah Yeah. Can you say more about this? Yeah, so that that is interesting, and I find myself kind of in between the two. I feel subjectively more a part of the first group that plays the drums as one instrument. Mm -hmm. And e even if you have everything close-miked and isolated, there's you're going to hear everything in every mic, and uh, the whole thing, it's one, mm -hmm. it's one system for me. And I guess there's times where you might want it to sound like more than one thing is happening at the same time to create a musical effect. But in general, I think about it as playing the whole instrument at the same time. But I will say I grew up in this era of everything being drum computers and quantized and perfect. And also speaking of drum corps, mm -hmm. you know, the way that you were graded essentially is you know, by not making mistakes. Basically, there's a guy on the field, on the football field, and every time you make a mistake, they mark, you know, something on the paper and that determines your score. So, like, from a young age, I was, like, always trying not to make mistakes. So mm -hmm. that probably has some, uh, you know, I don't know, effect on the way that I think about things. Mm -hmm. um, and... I, I do feel like I play the, the instrument as one thing, but I'm also, you, you were talking about like having it come out like it's already in a DAW. Mm -hmm. I, I'm also trying to like make the job for the mix engineer really easy by having everything consistent and perfect. And so, I, yeah. Sure. I, yeah. I mean, I've, um, I've uh, a long history of uh, working with Pat Masolotto, who is uh, yeah. a drummer who kind of like grew up playing in pubs, let's say. Yeah. And then he became a studio drummer and he embraced electronics 
um, mm -hmm. in, even in the late 70s and yeah. started incorporating them into um, the acoustic drum kit as well. And, and like he told me stories about things that I had no idea of mm -hmm. that like in the, um, well, late 70s, early 80s, they started like recording parts differently and, and mm -hmm. Pat learned to mm -hmm. kind of like, like um, um, you know, like use his uh, right hand rather than on the snare, you know, on his, on his leg. Right. So yeah. he, because the snare would be overdubbed later and stuff like that. And so they were yeah. breaking everything apart, even though it was played. But because they were going for a, a, a specific uh, aesthetic sonically, yeah. Yeah. you know, things were were kind of like breaking, uh, broken down, and and then like it gets reintegrated into modern drumming. Yeah, you know, like like right. mo modern drummers, they they do uh, they do um, try to recreate these sounds and approaches and and. Um, and I think that's why there is such a, a much wider range of of kinds of drummers nowadays mm. than there probably was like 40 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, uh, first of all, I've never recorded like that, you know, like each drum separately. Mm -hmm. I, I think I did it maybe once, once when I was living in New York, and it was really, really strange. Mm -hmm. uh, not, not something I prefer to do, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think you, do have this kind of um, symbiotic relationship between the technology and the humans, let's say. Um, you know, where obviously the musicians influence the technology, but then the technology influences the musicians. And um, I also was really inspired by drummers like Jojo Mayer, mm -hmm. who kind of took that idea of the, uh, you know, reverse engineering the electronic drums. And, you know, I mean, the way he describes it is like, playing all the fusion licks that nobody wanted to hear in jazz clubs anymore. You know, he just like put it into a new context and then, <laughs> you know, suddenly people wanted to listen. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I don't know. I find that that aspect inspiring as well. So I, I just take from everywhere, I guess. Yeah. So um, for you learning a new instrument and yeah. uh, touch guitar and only having one year, right, that you're committing to. Right. Um, how will you approach this? Like you, like mm -hmm. not even taking into account me. I mean, I will, I will, I'll be there for you. No, right. of course. Yeah, but, yeah. but what are you gonna bring? Yeah. So I will practice the exercises you give me. Um, no, I suppose that probably the big end goal to keep in mind is that um, a lot of my interest in this comes from uh, wanting to compose mm -hmm. and have more of a vocabulary there. So I think, you know, it's going to be important in the beginning to learn some technique, obviously, um, but just enough so that I can get the ideas out yeah. and then focus on the yeah. music. And, and I know that's a lifelong pursuit. Of course, you can always improve your technique and, um, and your musical ideas. And so there will be a constant balance, I think, between those two things. I, I think you, you're going to be surprised yeah. how, um, how difficult it's going to be. Could be. <laughs> uh, but which, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like this, um, so the instrument, like, like with your, your drums, they're sitting out there in front of you and each instrument has 
an absolute position and like you sit on your chair yes you can turn around but but also your visual is kind of like very um is part of that whole thing with the touch instrument when when played like in front of you like with an egg like this you won't be able to see the fretboard mm-hmm. um right. there's no there's there's no rest for your arms or for your elbows mm-hmm. to have like 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 it's it's totally free mm-hmm. and this 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 kind of like freedom and kind of like um moving in the dark mm-hmm. really that's yeah. what it is yeah. it's super intimidating at the beginning yeah. okay but what it makes you do is it makes you listen so incredibly closely mm-hmm. um with your with your ears but also sensing the vibration of the instrument with your with your yeah. thumbs and with your fingertips and yeah, and yeah. and And it's. Go- I think it's going to be like a really. Even though it, you're a good learner already, you have like strategies for learning. You know how to practice and all of these things. But I think it's going to be a completely new um, context that's yeah. probably going to be still be challenging, even though you're already uh, quite accomplished. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, it's, it's something completely new, and and that's also a welcome challenge. I mean, that's something that's also appealing. Is that the You know, I I haven't felt like a beginner in a long time on, in in a musical context. Yeah. And um, you know, when you get to a certain point, it, it takes a lot of work to make just a little bit of progress. You know, when yeah. you're in a mm-hmm. intermediate advanced stage. Um, so that is uh, it can be frustrating because it takes so long to just make a little bit more progress. Um, but I think it can be exciting when it's everything is new and i'm not to say that the beginning will go fast i i mean i'm sure that it will i don't know what to expect we'll see we have, yeah but it's new and that's exciting yeah now what what i think is going to be wonderful for you is that there is this physical relationship of melody and harmony kind of built into a stringed instrument mm. Like because like you're subdividing the string and 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 maybe we've talked about that before, but like like the subdivision is is physically represented in space, yeah. in in a way that is um, kind of unlike a piano, where the piano gives it sort of like a like a like a uh, like a fake news version of <laughs> of what what how pitches work, how yeah. how you know how frequency works. Yeah. Like you know, on a on a keyboard, like all the octaves have the same scale. Yes, right. Right, yeah. but but it's actually a logarithmic scale, and the keys mm-hmm. should get smaller and smaller, and mm-hmm. right? so, yeah, yeah. Right. and you get that effect with yeah. with a stringed instrument, mm-hmm. like and yeah. uh, with a guitar instrument, and it's it's uh, it's going to be great for you to kind of like experience the distance of a minor third versus a major third, and yeah. kind of like what that means physically for your body yes, and yeah. so so i think you've you've chosen a good um good tool to um to learn more about composition yeah yeah and 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 i would say like from the very beginning we should um you should write mm. yeah and there is this intermediate um kind of writing that I think I know you're good at is like write your own exercises like studies yeah, yeah but ideally and again maybe that's maybe even two different things like studies and exercises are also not the same thing mm-hmm. like an exercise maybe you want to be as 
concise, condensed, right? right? Mechanical. Mechanical, but then like a study piece would kind of apply a certain idea in yeah. a musical context, yes. yeah. right? Right. And um, so, um, with a touch instrument, you you can you can kind of like like just like with most instruments, really, you can you can do several things like you yeah. can well on a flute you can play chords for example yeah, right. okay so but with the touch instrument you can play the bass lines you can play melodic lines you can play chordal parts you can kind of like play baritone kind of guitar parts mm -hmm. you can play lead very high lead parts stuff like yeah. that you can play high chords mm -hmm. um you know like all these all these things and what is your if you're if you're just conjuring up like a sort of a mental idea, an idea, well, not mental idea, you know what I mean, <laughs> mentally, of what the thing, of what, you, how you would sound like. Oh. Is there anything that comes to mind, like any keywords or? <laughs> I have no idea, honestly. I'm, I'm not, I probably do have some ideas subconsciously. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But the thing is that the instrument can do so much. So I'm going to want to explore all these different areas and see what I like. Yeah. So I, so, but what do you hear? Do you hear a low note in your head or do you hear a high note in your head right now? If you're thinking about, I hear like a, a medium chord. <laughs> medium chord. <laughs> like, okay. okay. Chord. Like, so three notes. I have no idea how many. Try it. Just, just. Sure. Yeah. No, no. Just think of think about it or listen. I, I, I don't know. I could see. Um, Is it two play, fingers? Playing with a no more than two fingers. More than two. Okay. Like uh, I think it'd be fun to play with a volume pedal and do ambient swelly yes. stuff. Yes. Um. But also, I know you can do all this crazy playing two parts at the same time, and I'm sure I'm going to have fun with that. <laughs> <Yes>. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. And then you can play melodies and <laughs> I, I, I really don't know what to, uh, expect, but yeah. Yeah. You see, this is interesting. Like, obviously I, uh, you know, I caught you off guard there, but, yeah. but the idea really is, and now again, I'm not talking technique as playing technique, but as, uh, being an artist, yeah okay so this kind of this kind of question you can ask yourself in order to fuel your creative process let's mm -hmm. say mm -hmm. okay so you could do the same with me and i would have to kind of come up with an image yeah. right like yeah. if with an idea and i and and really it's not about um you need to, don't need to be sure that what you're saying mm -hmm. is correct right but it's about being able to respond mm. um, to the request, I'd mm. say. So, yeah. because in the end, it's it's not probably not going to be somebody asking you these questions, but it's sort of like if we think about like the creative impulse as something that comes from the outside, mm. something that will then require you to respond. Right. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. yeah. So, like so 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 <laughs> so if I as you know if I say, okay imagine a pitch right I ask yeah. you imagine a pitch yeah. okay and then imagine a second pitch 
Yeah. Yeah. So was the second pitch higher or lower than the first? It was a major, major third. It was a major third. There you go. So very specific yeah. already, right? <laughs> yeah. There you go. So it's possible by by um, you know like like very very simple um, uh, stimuli yeah. really right? yeah. <laughs> to uh, to to create a musical output. Mm. Like, so your major third, that's the beginning of your composition there. Right, right? yeah, yeah. But then you could already say, no, I, but I don't want a major third. I'd rather <laughs> want the mi minor third. Yeah. And you sing the minor third. Yeah. And that's okay as well. Yeah. Right? right. So, but, but you start anywhere. Mm. It's kind of like the idea. You start anywhere. Yeah. And that's, that's the approach I want to, I want to um, encourage you to take with the instrument mm. as, you, as you explore what yeah. you can do with it. Yeah, and um, yeah. So you said you were imagining these, uh, you know, ambient swells and stuff, yeah, sure. and yeah. and and so I guess like part of what we're gonna do, I will also have to <laughs> introduce you to how um, to have a little bit of a pedal board, let's say. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, not maybe. Uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh, nowadays, and and for you as a drummer, you could just still go. And play a gig without microphones, without any electronics. Yeah. And stuff. yeah. With uh, you know an electric guitar instrument, mm. you do have to plug it in. Right. Which also means um, you sort of have to find a way to con to control the volume. Um, for example, right? Yeah. You you want to make sure you can shut the instrument off. You can do that on the instrument by turning the volume up down, or first like really important extension of the instrument is a volume pedal yeah makes sense so we're yeah. gonna we're gonna have you kind of like do exercise with the volume pedal <laughs> okay. right sounds good yeah we start with something easy <laughs> yeah yeah so um um the instrument weighs kind of like around four kilos yeah and it's going to be sitting on your left shoulder mm-hmm You're, you're right-handed, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be sitting on your left shoulder, and it's not going to be easy the first few weeks. Mm -hmm. You'll just have to build up the muscles mm -hmm. um, to, you know, have that weight on yeah. your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's go a little further into your expectations. Okay. Because I want you to develop a little bit of a... Of a vision, at least I want you to hear say th some things, mm. uh, just kind of like to force you even mm. to um, to to create some sort of um, thing to work towards. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so how do you imagine yourself at the end of the one-year phase? Okay, I haven't actually thought about that so clearly. So. To think about that. Um, I, to be honest, I, I don't really have an image that pops in my mind. I think I'll have an, a, a more clear idea after the first week or two. I'm, I'm sure But, you will. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> But the exercise, But, you know, it's always it's always good if you if you start stroking your your beard. It means <laughs> means like something's that, happening, right? Uh, that like, helps. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, No, well, I, I guess, I mean, I'd like to be able to play stuff. I mean, the focus shouldn't be 100% composition, you know? Like, I think 
it might be cool to be able to play a second instrument too, it you goes, know it like, goes hand in hand exactly so yeah. um, I guess I just I don't have enough of an idea of how fast the progress can go to know what what is reachable okay so let me let me help you <laughs> okay yeah so um, how about the following idea you by the end of the year you will have written a couple pieces yeah yeah for uh, drums and touch guitar yeah and you can be um, filming yourself recording that piece of music mm -hmm. um, Playing the drum parts, yeah. part first, then recording the bass part on the touch guitar, playing like playing a lead part, playing mm -hmm. chordal part, whatever. Yeah. And so that could be something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, sure. That that kind of I think that would be it. I'm sure, and and it's I find it so fascinating because I don't know why, but I'm sure that you can get there in the year, mm. in one year. Mm. And it will be, for me, it will be so fascinating for me because it will be proof of concept. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Cool. Well. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah. I, I, th I think a lot is possible, too. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. And um, I'll, I'll, I'll try to do my best and not make any mistakes. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, okay, so, the, so this, this um, um, image I gave you about when you will start to play, work with the instrument, that's almost like um, being in the dark a little bit. Yeah. Um, making mistakes is going to be, um, you know, 90% of what right. you'll do. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's very, very important to make those mistakes. It's you know it's well in the in the drum core you uh, you you know somebody would yell at you probably yeah but I <laughs> I won't be yelling yeah. at you I will be cheering for you to kind of like kind of take the time and to explore and to kind of like dive into like how where is that note really yeah. how can I make it sound better right yeah, yeah, yeah. and and stuff like that and um, so which which form for you. Uh, would you like the instruction to take? Mm. Um, do you have like a specific frequency in mind that, you know, should we uh, meet every week? Um, up to you. I mean, well, I know it's partly up to me, but right, like, right, like right. What, what do you think would be good for you? Um, yeah, I mean, once, once a week, uh, or yeah I don't know I mean I think at least twice a month but maybe once a week is better but it depends on what you have time for and what you want to do yeah. and what's yeah. what will help me too so <laughs> I don't know if I helped answer the question no there, no, but. no it's good it's good yeah I th obviously we just make, make it um, dependent on what you what you you're on your progress yeah yeah, I think that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah, but since we we um, don't live very far from each other, we can I guess we can make that yeah. we can make it happen to meet even more than once per week if necessary. Mm. Yeah, yeah, sure. Just as we as we get you uh, set up with things and yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I'm going to be super flexible <laughs> this, this next year, you know, with the, the way things are in yeah. these times. So. Yeah, I mean, in, in a way, I, I, really, I really hope <laughs> that you're going to have enough time Yeah. Uh, throughout the year to continue but uh, obviously you and I we both want to go back on the road also right, yeah. if possible yeah, yeah. <laughs> so right. we'll, we'll see but um, yeah I mean it's, it's fascinating Sean uh, thank you for, for wanting to do this I, I really appreciate the challenge also me too yeah and um, yeah I really can't wait for that first for that first lesson, uh, yeah. the kickoff meeting yeah. there, because yeah. um, we've been talking about this for like uh, one and a half months now or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I really want want this to to start. Yeah, yeah, me too. Well, thank you for being willing to do this, and yeah. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, um, and I and I think it's going to hopefully help you as a teacher with your concepts and as well as me and um yeah so i think it'll be a good good thing yeah very good cool yeah yeah i'm, I'm actually hoping that um you will have an influence and I'm, i i already know i'm not just hoping mm. you will have an influence on the teaching method as well mm. Like I want, you know, I always kind of like any, any feedback I can mm. get will get incorporated into. Yeah. So, so, um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Me too. Okay. Thanks, Sean. Thanks. Marcus. <laughs> <laughs>